spiritual slang like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. spiritual slang i'm the host chanel and this is my podcast hey (laughs) y'all it's been so long it's i mean i think it's been like four to five months but it feels like longer i literally was thinking it had been six months and then i looked it up and it's been like four to five but um yes it's been so long i missed this so much (laughs) Anyways, so if you're new, this is my podcast. As I said, I'm Chanel, the host. And the reason I came out with spiritual slang is because I wanted to help people who look like me, not on the outside, but on the inside. And what I mean by that is help anyone who has gone through similar things that I've gone through or are currently going through things that I'm going through. And just in hopes of just being that light at the end of the dark tunnel to let y'all know that it gets easier, it gets better, and that everything one day will make sense and that there is a light at the end of every dark tunnel. This podcast is just testimony to that because it is a light at the end of every dark tunnel that I've had in my life and it continues to be a light for me. So welcome and welcome back to Spiritual Slang Baby. Oh my goodness, there's so much to talk about because I've been gone for so long. I know I keep saying that, but it just feels so long. These last months, few months have been pretty wild in a very good way but they've been hard in some senses of course life is difficult sometimes and sometimes it has joyous moments but at the end of the day I feel good it is December 31st today um, and we're about to enter into 2022 and I have so much hope for this year and I've never ever really felt that for a new year like I've always been like oh exciting new beginnings new year all that good stuff but the way I feel about 2022 is gonna be like no other I just feel it in my spirit Um, but I'll get to that in a second I just want to check in and just tell y'all what's been going on with me and my life I'm doing really good I'm very excited at the moment not only to be recording but because of the new year coming up and just reflecting on the past year and everything like that I just feel super pumped sometimes I get these like bursts of energies where I just like feel super pumped and I'm like calling on my friends telling them about it and I'm just so hyper I'm a very hyper person if you know me you know that let's check in though where I left off I think in last episode I might have mentioned that I got a new job because I think I was at the job for like a couple weeks by that time yes so I got a new job which has been super exciting and super fun and it's been everything. It's it's so good and I love it so much. It just goes to show that we really do have to let go of old things in order to latch on to new things, new blessings. I wouldn't have been in position to receive my new job had I not left my old job. And not only because I was now unemployed, but also just because of who I became in the time period of leaving my old job, even before that, and who I became as the person that could lay something down without a plan, without worry, like without 
really knowing where how I was going to pay my bills and stuff like that other than like my savings account but obviously that runs out everything I became put me in position to receive the new job I have so it wasn't just the fact that I let go of another job and I was able to now work somewhere else but it was also like who I became in the process and that is so important when it's time to latch on to new blessings and not miss the blessing that God's trying to give you but you have to be in the position to receive them but I'm going to talk about you know, getting in the right position to receive new things a little bit later. But I just wanted to include that little snippet. On top of the new job, I also was in a season of transition, which I also talked about on other episodes too. Seasons, you know, can be two weeks and months and years. It's, It's all different. It's all different. But I was in a season of transition on top of having a new job. And then on top of that, there was just a lot going on in my personal life and internally. And so it was just a lot like I was there was a lot going on in my head in the last like four to five months with the season of transition. I was obviously transitioning into this new position, but also I was transitioning into a new person and transition is never comfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. You don't really know what you're doing. You're kind of trying to find your ground. And so everything feels fragile and shaky. And then with that. So the new job we have, then we have, you know, the transition season that I'm dealing with. And then we have, you know, stuff I'm dealing with personally and internally. With all of that, I was also extremely busy. I was working. I was serving in my church. I was having a social life, all of that good stuff. And so I was trying to do everything and trying to balance everything, not only the stuff that I had to do and that were priority, but also I was trying to make, you know, my health a priority and trying to work out a lot and then also trying to spend alone time because I'm the type of person that likes to be alone. And so I know that if I don't make that um, a priority, if I don't set time aside for that, it'll drive me crazy. And so do that and then also spend time with God and everything just became a lot. And I just felt like it was chaotic. And so with it being so chaotic and trying to figure out where my grounding was and trying to find who I was in this new season, who I was in this new life and everything like that, spiritual slang kind of took a back seat um, and not because it wasn't a priority but because spiritual slang is such a special thing to me that I didn't want to produce something when I wasn't sure yet about it in terms of like sure as to what I was going to put out. Before we get a little bit more into spiritual slang in these last four to five months I keep saying four to five I should say four or five <laughs> maybe five months it depends on when I put out this episode but I think it'll be like four months, but um, I think in these last uh, four months, balance was definitely the key word for that season. And it's easier said than done. There was moments where I thought I was balancing, but it wasn't really balancing. And then there was moments where I knew I wasn't balancing at all. And I could just feel like my equilibrium off. Sometimes with balance, that means exercising your no and finding your boundaries. Not only are you going to have boundaries with other people, but also boundaries with yourself. I think we can be a little too productive sometimes where we just want to do everything and we want to say yes to everything. And it's like, you want to go hang out? Yes, let's hang out. I'm going to work till 11 p.m. just because I just feel super passionate about it. Or I want to get this done and I don't want to stop. And I'm going to wake up early and work and I'm going to work late and not, I'm not just talking about work, work. I'm talking about also 
working on anything you're doing on the side or passion projects and stuff like that. And so what ends up happening is that we try to do too much. And so then we end up running on E and forgetting to refuel and refill. I think refueling and refilling is underrated. I don't think I've realized how important it was until this last season because I was trying to do things on E, but when you try to do things on E, you don't do it to your best of ability of your ability. You're just doing it because you're trying to get it out or you're trying to finish it. Whereas when you refuel and you refill, you can go at it with like a fresh mind, fresh creativity, fresh strategy, and you're not feeling so much pressure just to get it done, get it done, get it done. So saying no and having boundaries with yourself looks like making sure that you rest. And even if you want to get some extra things done that you have to do around the house or errands or stuff like that, even if you have to be like, no, don't do that and just rest for today. You can get that done tomorrow. That's important. Also, telling yourself to stay home when you want to go hang out with your friends or someone invites you somewhere. Telling myself to stay home and just sit so that I can rest, so that I can refuel and I'm not constantly trying to do something. As I mentioned, it's really important to do this because you want to put your best into everything you do and you can't do that if you're running on E. And that's how I felt with spiritual slang. I always had it in the back of my mind and on my, like this like, it wasn't like pressure, but it was like this weight. And I just was like, I just need to put out another episode. I need to put out another episode. I need to put out another episode. It was constantly in my head. And I even recorded a couple episodes. And if you follow me on Instagram on there, you saw me, you know, kind of sneak peek them. So I even recorded a couple episodes, but I didn't ever release them because they didn't feel right when I listened to them back. I know what it's supposed to feel like. And I know when I feel like I hit it or I hit the nail on it or it's like, okay, that feels good. But it wasn't this time. It wasn't like my perfectionism trying to get in my way. It just didn't feel right. And there are a few things that I realized as to why it didn't feel right and I wasn't able to ever let like release them. One of the reasons why I know it didn't feel right was because I was running on E, as I mentioned. I was trying to do everything. I was trying to balance everything. So I wasn't properly able to pour into the episode like I would like to. Another reason was because I was rushing to try to put out an episode that I prematurely recorded it without fully being through the season or thing I was talking about in that episode. So when I put out an episode, it's after I've gone through it. It's after I feel like I've grown from it and received revelation from it. So then I can properly say how I did it and say how I felt and say that you can come out of that or you can recover from it. But these episodes, because I was rushing and I just felt I was putting so much pressure on myself to release an episode that I prematurely recorded them. And so when I was listening to them back, I was like, I'm still in that, though. I can't I can't release it because it doesn't feel like I fully come come out of what I'm talking about. And so that was reason number two. The third reason it didn't feel right is because I was becoming someone newer than who I was when I originally started spiritual slang. With this transition, I didn't know how this version of me was going to release episodes, who this version of me was going to be with spiritual slang, and how 
the podcast was going to reflect who I was now. And so when I re-listened to those episodes that I had recorded, it just didn't feel right because it didn't feel like who I was now or who I was becoming. That is also why I didn't release it. So that's why I've been gone for some months. I made the decision to not release them and hold out on releasing anything in general, not even really on my Instagram or anything like that until I felt filled up, of course, and wasn't running on E and until I found my grounding in who I was now and where my life was now and where it was going. Like I needed to find my footing. I need to stand on the ground instead of feeling like I was floating before I poured into this. I will say, though, the biggest lesson I learned from this is to not put pressure on myself because I've already set the podcast in motion. What that means is that I've already started it. It's already something. It's already in fruition. So I don't need to force put out episodes or force do something for it because it's in motion and it will flow and episodes will come as they're meant to come. And so I don't have to worry about losing this or losing that or not being you know perfect or whatever like that because it's already set in motion. That's the thing. And I think that's actually why a lot of times I feel like God just wants us to start something because I feel like we can take so long trying to build something up that we never actually start it right? Like we want it something to be, anytime we're working on something, like we want it to be so perfect. We want it to be exactly how we envisioned it. We want it to be everything. With that comes so much pressure to make it be a certain way that that's what actually stops us from releasing it, from putting it out into the world. We need to put things out into the world when we know it's meant to be put out into the world, even if we feel like it's not exactly how we envisioned it or it's not perfected. Even if it doesn't feel like it's exactly the way you want it to be, we still need to start it and put it out there because it'll never be exactly you want it to be when you first like put it out. Because I feel like the enemy will continue to be like, nope, fix that. Nope, that's not right. And actually, you know, like when you're when you continue to look at something and you continue to find new things to fix, like whenever I would write a description or a paper or something like that, the more times I read it, the more things I found to fix. And so sometimes I would just be like, Chanel, stop and just let it go. Turn it in because you keep trying to fix it. And I think that's how it is with things that we're meant to put out there into the world that are meant to bless people is that we never actually put it out because we keep looking at it too much, keep reading it too much, keep listening to it too much, that we find so many new things that we want to fix that we at some point come to the terms where it's like, nope, it's not good enough. I just have to wait. And we never release it. But if we start it and we just release it, it'll build itself. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I actually do want to share it because it really blessed me. There was this interview I watched with this girl who does interviews um, on YouTube. And she had said that she was so happy that she didn't have overnight success. And her success came over four years because it allowed her time to really cultivate her voice and her image in her interviews. When she released it, it wasn't who she thought she was going to be and the alter ego she created for herself in those interviews didn't end up working once she released it. So she was able to really build her image, build her sound, everything like that and cultivate it and perfect it over the time period of four years. And now she has huge success. And so I just say that to say, don't wait, release whatever you need to release and let it cultivate itself. Once you release it, you'll see what your sound is. You'll see what works and what doesn't work. 
Since we're ending 2021, but by the time you listen to this, it'll be 2022. I had posted something on Spiritual Slang's Instagram, and you need to go check it out. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Spiritual Slang. I posted something that was basically the lessons that I had learned in 2021. Well, some of them, not all of them, because there were a lot of lessons, but it was some of them, some really key, important ones that um, I felt like sharing. And the reason I wanted to share those and put those out there is because I think it's so important for us to look back at the previous year or the year that we're about to end and really recount any moments of growth or any lessons that we had in that year so that we don't repeat those uh, mistakes in the new year, but also so that we recognize where we've come from and where we're going, as well as I think it also puts us in a place where because we've learned so much in the year, it'll allow us to receive what God has for us in the new year. You'll know how to recognize the blessings more because you know where you came from and you know what lessons you learned. A couple of things I listed on that list were about mistakes. And that's because our response or my response to my mistakes has been heavy on my spirit lately. And then I was talking to a friend um, and they were talking about their mistakes and how they had felt about them. And I was like, that's confirmation. I'm in the spirit. (laughs) But it was confirmation because it was like, wow, that's not just me. Like other people are also dealing with how they respond to their mistakes. And I think it's something that I don't know if we like talk about a lot, but I think it is important to talk about and also just to understand and really change our perspective on our mistakes. I'll read a couple of the things I had listed on that lessons list that were related to mistakes. One of them was, I am not my mistakes. And the reason I did that one was because When I would make mistakes this past year, there were a couple of them where I had fallen short and fell. I can recount in those moments when I made those mistakes where I felt like I was always going to be identified by them. And whoever was around me when I made those mistakes would only see me through those mistakes. And that really rocked my world. (laughs) A lot of times when you make a mistake, it's not really the mistake you're focused on, or at least for me, it's not really the mistake that makes me so upset. It's how I feel like people will view me as a result of my mistake and the fact that it changed my character or I was acting out of character or whatever it may be. And that is really what gets me when I make certain mistakes. And so one of the things I realized is that I am not my mistakes. And yes, that's very clear when you say it and you're like, yeah, you're not like, of course you're not. But as a person, when you make a mistake, it's hard to understand that because you only see yourself through it, but you're not that. Another lesson I listed on that list in relation to the one I just read is to not overthink your mistakes, learn from them, take the correction and move on. God has already forgotten about them. This is basically how I was able to realize that I am not my mistakes is by not overthinking them, learning from them. So it's like, okay, this happened because of this. Okay, now I understand why I did it. Take the correction because, you know, God corrects us. 
He convicts us so that he can correct us. He doesn't try to shame us or make us feel bad or blah, blah, blah. If you feel bad or feel shame, that's the enemy. That's not the Lord. He corrects us, though, and is like, you know, that's not the way you do things. You shouldn't have done that and all of that. So you take the correction. You learn from it. And it's like, okay, this is how I can be better next time. This is how I can make sure I don't do that next time. And then you move on. Don't keep honing in on that mistake. Don't keep thinking about it. Don't let it haunt you for days at a time. Like even if it's something small, I've let it haunt me for days at a time. And I constantly think about it. And it's like, is everyone else thinking about that mistake? And no one probably even cares. Once you learn from it, grow from it, take the correction, then move on. And then I included the part that said God has already forgotten about them. Because I realized that God isn't like us. Well, I already knew that. But I think sometimes in certain characteristics that humans do, we think God does too, but he's not human. So God has already forgotten about them. Once he corrects us and teaches us and grows us from it, he forgets about them. He's not holding it over our head and blackmailing us with that mistake. That is not who he is. And so if God has already forgotten about them and moved on from them, then I need to forget about it and move on from it. Don't look back. Keep moving forward. And the last lesson I'll say in relation kind of to mistakes, um, but it was also just a general thing, but I'll mention it because I feel like it's relevant for what I'm talking about, is that I said, God can still use me no matter what I've done. No matter how many times I've fallen, no matter how many times I've messed up, no matter how many mistakes I've made, God can still use every single one of those things for my good and can use it for his glory. He's not going to be like, oh, because because you've done this X amount of times, because you just fell again, because you took 10 steps backward when you took one step forward, I'm not going to use you anymore. No, God can still use me no matter what I've done. That was just something I wanted to mention as we are letting go of 2021 so that we're ready for 2022 and take all that we can get and get into position for 2022 we're upward and onward and I just want to talk about 2022 for a moment first of all I mentioned in the beginning of this episode but I'll say it again I've never felt more excited for a new year than I am right now because of the revelation I received for this year let me take you guys back randomly I was driving home from work and just like God he speaks to you in the most random times sometimes, but I was driving home and all of a sudden I had this, you know, like revelation and I had to voice memo it because I couldn't like journal it because obviously I was driving, but also I like journaling, but not as much as I like voice memoing. I'm a voice memoer. So like I will speak into my phone as if I'm journaling because I like to talk and I need to like talk it out to kind of understand it. Anyway, so I was voice memoing it. And I just got this revelation for my life over the last couple years and the year to come. And I just feel like it could help anyone else that's listening. The thing that I felt like God was telling me was kind of just giving me insight as to what my last couple years have looked like and what they actually were and then how the year upcoming is going to look like. And this is so critical because it reminds me of when I was talking to someone a little while ago and I was talking about and I might have mentioned it on my Insta story one day but I was saying how when you walk in relationship with God a lot of things are in hindsight 
So in the moment when you're experiencing things, you don't understand them. You're trying to figure them out. It's very confusing. But then when you come out of that season, when you come out of it a year later, six months later, a few years later, you're like, oh, that needed to happen because of this. Or, oh, that makes sense now. And it's a hindsight thing. You don't really understand it in the moment, but you understand it later. And so when God had given me this revelation, it really felt like one of those moments because I never really looked into what these past couple years have been for me. And I think it's been pretty crazy for everyone, obviously, with the pandemic and stuff. But it was one of those aha moments where it was like, that makes sense now. So in 2020, I got the revelation that that was a year of shedding for me. And I think that was a year of shedding for a lot of us. But in terms of my life, it definitely was a year of shedding. And it was the year I launched this podcast. So I had to shed so many old ways, so many old thoughts, so many old things in order to even launch this podcast and in order to become who I was becoming. So 2020 was the year of shedding. 2021 was a year where I was still kind of shedding some things, but also latching on to some new things. And so it was a lot. It was a very in between year. I was in between a lot of things. And because I was in between and in transition and leaving old things and latching on to new things, I didn't really have my footing. I didn't really have what I felt like my ground or foundation. And so it was an in between year. And 2022 is going to be the year of becoming for me. But that was my drum roll because I was able to shed so much. And I know there's so much new coming in this upcoming year that everything is going to like, like all the puzzle pieces are going to come together. It's going to become, y'all, I'm excited. (laughs) That was like the revelation I got. And that's why I've been so pumped for the new year because I've never had that type of revelation for a year. Like I've always just, I've said it before, but just gone to it like, oh, new year, new beginnings. Great. But no, like really this is going to be a big year for a lot of us. And I'm so excited for it. And I've talked to friends about it and they have felt the same way. And honestly, we're pumped. I do want to say with that, God was also showing me how a lot of times we can be expecting so many blessings and so many new things in a new year, but we don't position ourselves in a space to receive those blessings and new things. Similar to the job example I was giving earlier, where unless I would have left my old job and had the time to really find my identity in God and not in a job and not worry about like where money was going to come from and everything like that, I wouldn't have been in position to receive the job I have now. And that's the same thing with any blessings that we're expecting and what we're expecting God to do in this new year. We have to be in position to receive those things. Our heart has to be in the space to receive them. Our mind has to be in the space to receive them. Our spirit, our bodies have to be ready to receive them. We have to be with open arms because the reality is if we're not in position to receive those blessings, then when they come, we won't even recognize them. So we won't be able to latch on to them because we won't be ready for them. When I received that revelation about not being in position to receive certain blessings, I was like, oh, no, I do not want that to happen to me. Like I need to be ready, open arms so that when God opens that door, I am there and ready to move. And so what I ended up doing, and I think it is critical for a lot of us to do this in some sense, whatever you feel is right in your own spirit and how you need to get ready. But this is what I ended up doing because I knew this is what I needed to do in order to 
just get myself in position in the right stance to receive what God was going to give me in 2022. So what I did was, I think like three weeks ago, starting three weeks ago, I ended up giving up a lot of things so that I can make sure my mind is sharp, my body is sharp, my spirit is sharp, my heart is right, and my arms are open. One of the things I ended up doing in order to get ready for everything that God has for me is I gave up social media for the last few weeks of the year. And I did this because subconsciously social does so much to our minds and our spirits. And I knew in order to be in the right position and to have my heart right, my spirit right, my mind right, I needed to give that up so I wasn't mindlessly scrolling, so I wasn't subconsciously comparing and all of that stuff. So I gave that up. The other thing I did was I stopped listening to secular music. I did this because when you're in a season of transition and you're about to step into new things, you are in a very fragile state. Whether you feel it or not, you're very fragile. And there's something so amazing about being able to recognize when you are in a fragile state. Self-aware, being self-aware enough to know when you are fragile, when you are sensitive, when anything can latch onto you or anything could come your way and you could just break down. So because I know that in new, when new beginnings are starting to come or when you're about to start, step into new seasons and new things and blessings are coming your way that you are very fragile, I didn't want to give the enemy any door to come into my life and distract me or take me off the course from receiving what I know God has for me in this new year. And he can do that by certain music, you know, like whether the music is saying certain words or is talking about certain things that you relate to and gets you in a certain mood or sad or just like not feeling your best self. So I ended up giving up, giving up secular music and only listening to Christian music, which is like worship and also Christian rap and like vibey Christian music because, you know, there's a bunch of different Christian music. It's not just worship. But I ended up just listening to that for the last three weeks of the year. And I think I'll even go into the new year not listening to too much secular, like I might here and there, but not really having it as my main course. Where did that even come from, my main course? Because as the year goes on, new things are going to come, and I just want to make sure I'm sharp for it. And the other thing I did, which is the last thing I did, and that was I stopped drinking. Now, this isn't just for the last few weeks of the year. This is for a while. And the reason I did that, and maybe I'll create another episode where I go into more depth of what that felt like and why I needed to do it. But the reason I did that was because I needed to make sure that my mind and spirit were sharp so that I could recognize the blessings that God was going to bring into my life. Again, the enemy will use anything to creep into your life. Anything. And if you No, like obviously when you drink, you're not completely yourself, obviously, and um, you're a little more fragile when you drink and you're not as sharp as you are to when you're sober. And not that I was like drinking heavy or anything because I wasn't, but just even a glass of wine or a seltzer, anything like it still changes your discernment. It still changes your sharpness. You're not as sharp. And so I wanted to make sure that I was again, in position to receive what God has for me. And if I feel like that I was giving the enemy ways to come into my life and distract me and take me off course, then that wasn't going to happen. Then I wasn't going to be in position. And when that blessing came, either it wasn't going to recognize me or I wasn't going to recognize it. So I ended up giving that up for 
a while um, to be determined. It is so important to know yourself and know when you need to let something go or give something up so that you can be fully in alignment with what God's trying to do in your life and in this current season. And let's not forget, in order to get the blessings, you must sacrifice. So whether it's sacrificing social media, whether it's sacrificing secular music, sacrificing food, sacrificing things you like to do, sacrificing alcohol, whatever it is, in order to latch on to new blessings, you have to sacrifice. So that was the mindset I went into a few weeks ago when I had given up everything. And it's honestly been so amazing, so great, and just put me in the right mind space that I needed to be in to enter into this new year. I feel more sharper. I feel better. I feel in alignment with what God's trying to do. And I feel like stronger. I feel stronger. Like I'm ready. I am ready to take it on. With that being said, just make sure to get in position and ready to receive the blessings that you're expecting God to do in this new year. Because he has all those blessings already. Those are all there for you to latch on to them. But you have to be in position to get them, to receive them. And take a moment with yourself and examine in what areas where you know it might feel shaky or you might need to do something in order to have your mind, your body, your spirit, and your heart ready for them. And don't forget that the enemy does prowl like a roaring lion, like the Bible says, trying to take you off course, especially when you're close to becoming everything that God has called you to be. That is a wrap on this episode of Spiritual Slang. Thank you so much for listening. I am really excited to be back and really excited for the things that are going to be happening this year. It's just going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) but let's make sure that this is the year where we do better when we know better set goals for yourself write down what you're expecting pray on them and just watch God work also don't be so tied to what you write down because God truly will show us the plan and you know we'll have this plan with him and we might know the plan but he truly truly orders our steps and so don't be so tied to whatever you write down Whatever the big blessing is, you will get there, but it might not look exactly the way you thought it was going to look because he honestly orders our steps and we only see step by step. Once we take one step, he shows another and another and another. And so know the plan, but know that God will order your steps and it might not look like exactly how you thought it was going to happen, but it will still happen. And as I've said a hundred million times on this episode, it's going to be a big year, not just in the physical and what we are going to receive, but also internally for a lot of us. We're going to grow. We're going to become who he's called us to be. I just know it. And I'm excited for us. I'm excited. All right. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. I will be coming out with episodes every other week. So make sure to look out for that. If you don't already, follow me on Instagram at spiritual slang and like the podcast and follow it on whatever platform that you listen to it on because it truly does help me. And with that being said, I'll wrap it up like I always wrap it up. Always remember, you're not your mistakes. Before every promise, there's a wilderness and stay prayed up. Bye, y'all.